Life's soundtrack can feel a bit like... But you can still change the station. With Delta Airlines, you can turn your soundtrack into a global chorus. Delta. Keep climbing. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses. But how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica. Welcome back to The Deal Board, everybody. Today, we've got a great show for you focused on veteran-owned businesses. And we have so much great content that this show is actually split into two. So this is going to be part one of two, and then we'll have another episode following. But veteran-owned businesses are a huge contributor to the economy, right, Andy? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of veterans and there are a lot of veterans coming back, especially after the last two wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. There's over 2.8 million veterans that served. uh, And I forget what date that that's from. That's from uh, 2018. So there's even more now and they're returning. And, you know, a lot of them are college educated and um, obviously they have great skills uh, being able to work uh, in tough situations and be quick on their feet. And they're perfect entrepreneurs and there's tons of opportunity out there for them. Right. I mean, they're great entrepreneurs and it's not just us saying that. I know a lot of them get pitched franchise, um, opportunities as well too, but there's stats that veterans are, you know, their, their businesses are likely to last longer and also grow faster um, than non-veteran owned businesses. Also veterans are 30% more likely to employ other veterans. So I think the stat, same thing around 2017 or 2018 was that veteran owned businesses employ 5.8 million people, which is pretty significant. Yeah, it's really significant. And our guests today kind of lead us into that world. Uh, I actually spoke uh, with Jason Stuckert, and he uh, not only is from Mission United, which I'll explain in a minute, but he is a serial a serial entrepreneur himself. And he's with a company called uh, Golden Chariot and that specifically links veterans to government contracting and other veterans. So yes, they like to do business together and it's a huge opportunity. Right. Yeah, we've got a couple of great guests today. We also have Joey Jenkins, who's the director of the Small Business Development Center in Colorado. And what's unique about the SBDC in Colorado is we do have a, a a large military presence out here and a lot of veterans. Um, so the SBDC out here hosts a veterans conference every year to give um, people that are looking to get into entrepreneurship and starting their own business the skills to do so. So we talked to Joey Jenkins at that conference a few weeks ago. Um, and then we also have um, Lindsay Hayden on the show. She's actually a, um, she's an employee in my office, but she's a ex-army linguist. Um, she speaks Mandarin, which is pretty cool. Wow. But um, I know it's, it's pretty amazing. I don't feel super smart around her sometimes. <laughs> but um, she works for us, but she also owns a franchise called Bricks and Minifigs with her husband. So she talks to us a little bit about that business and why they chose to go into entrepreneurship and buy their own franchise. 
Yeah. And again, I speak to Jason Stuckert, who's with Mission United. And Mission United is with the United Way. It is the vision of the United Way, started by the United Way of Broward County, which I'm the current chairman of the United Way of Broward County. And Mission United now has branches. I think they're up to 22 or I forget the number, but they're in multiple cities. And again, yes, Denver has a huge contingent and so does Florida between Jacksonville and Tampa and this U.S. Southern Command down here in Miami. Uh, we have tons of, uh, of veterans returning to the civilian world and having uh, troubles kind of connecting. There's lots of great programs for uh, veterans and Mission United is kind of a place where you can get connected. But, you know, that's what we're going to go over today. Yeah. So we've got some really great content. Like I said, this is episode one of two. We've got some more great interviews coming up around this topic. Um, but if you're a veteran that's returning and looking for a new career, I think this is a great episode for you. Also, you know, about 75% of the veteran owned businesses are getting ready to exit right now. Their owners are older than 55. So there's a lot of opportunity for acquisition um, for veterans or non-veterans to continue the legacy of these businesses. Absolutely. Great stuff. Let's get to it. Sounds good. Transworld Business Advisors is the world's largest business brokerage and mergers and acquisitions firm with over 500 brokers in nearly 200 offices worldwide. Transworld's team handles thousands of business sales every year. To be connected with a qualified business broker or learn more about the buying and selling process, visit tworld.com forward slash the deal board or call 888 719 9098. So this is Rachel Holstein. I'm here with Joey Jenkins, the state director of the Colorado SBDC network. And uh, we have a couple questions for you today. The first is what is the entrepreneurial community like for veterans? Yeah. So I think the entrepreneurial community for veterans is uh, there. It's kind of undiscovered. So there's, there's a lot of veteran owned businesses and a lot of companies small companies who are looking to hire veteran employees. And it's a little bit of an untapped market in terms of resource providers because there is such a large community of those veteran-owned businesses and they are uh, more of an economic driver than we realize. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, next up, why does the Colorado SBDC Network like to focus on supporting the veteran business community? Yeah, so we, the Colorado SBC supports all small business owners. Um, we do choose specific niche groups to focus a little more on, uh, veterans being one of those. One of the reasons is because they are a bit of an untapped market and that there's not as much resources for them as there are for other minority or underserved communities. Uh, the other reason is because uh, we also we like to focus on our return on investment. So uh, with veteran-owned businesses, they bring a big return on our investment because they are the ones who typically look to hire more employees, drive growth, that kind of thing. Wonderful. Uh, so what are the plans in the works that for future resources that your office might offer or, that, or gaps that you think need to be filled by your office or even other organizations? Yeah, I think additional outreach to the veteran community. I think a lot of them uh, don't necessarily look for assistance. And so really bringing it to them and showing them that 
these small business resource providers are there to help them. Uh, future things for us are going to be this conference, so a uh, veterans conference that we do once a year, uh, similar to any of our other conferences that bring specific training and expertise and consulting sessions to the veterans. And then in addition to that, I think really aligning small business resources around veteran assistance. So so aligning all of those resources together and making it easy for veterans to really find those resources. Thank you. Um, so my last question is, do you have any advice for current or future business owners that are part of the veteran owned, uh, veteran community? Yeah, I think kind of kind of in line with that that last answer is to really uh, don't be afraid to search for and ask for assistance. There's a lot of assistance out there that uh, people are, are ready and willing and, and really wanting to help. And so to, to not be afraid to ask for it and to not be afraid to, to look for it and, and search for it. Great. Thank you so much. Hey, Andy, you know what time I think it is? I think it's time to talk about our deal of the week. Deal of the week. Welcome back, everybody. And today joining me, I have Alf Yakovich, Managing Director of our Trans World Rocky Mountain office. Al's here to share a deal of the week that he recently closed for a veteran. So Al, welcome to the show and tell us a little bit about your deal. Thanks for having me, Jessica. Al Fiakovich here from Trans World in Denver. So the first first deal I'm going to talk about here is a, it was a dental or is a dental laboratory that makes removable teeth or dentures. So this particular seller joined the Air Force in the late 70s and there was a, a base over in a part of Denver where they made the teeth for the military. And that's how he cut, it, cut his teeth, no pun intended, <laughs> on uh, learning how to make teeth and apprentice there. So tell us a little bit about the business that he sold. Uh, what was the revenue? What was the final purchase price? And then what about the SDE? No problem. This business had been around for over 20 years. The SDE was around 350 and climbing. The revenue was a little over a million. It was a very high margin business. We did the deal. He owned the office condo, so we sold the real estate with it. It was the final purchase price was a, a million two, and this was financed through the SPA. Great. And where did you find the buyer? Who was the buyer that purchased the business? The buyer had been looking at multiple deals from us, and we just continued to work with her. It was a it was a woman that bought it. She was an engineer. Her husband owned a business, and she wanted to get out of the corporate world and run her own business. Well, sounds like a great deal for everybody. Thank you, Al, for joining us and sharing that story. Thank you, Jessica. This is Rachel Holstein, and I'm speaking with Lindsay Hayden, the co-owner of Bricks and Minifigs Littleton, and she is a former Army linguist. Uh, to start this interview, I, I just wanted to ask, uh, what type of business do you own, and what was attractive about owning a business following your military career? So Bricks and Minifigs is a franchise that is a Lego resale business. So we sell new and used Lego products. Uh, it's a bit unusual, um, but it's a great kid-friendly and family-friendly business, which was the main thing that we were looking for. Uh, my husband and I, one of the reasons we got out of the military was because we wanted to start a family someday, and we didn't see that working with both of us being in the military. Um, so we wanted to be on our own, have a business that we could bring our kids to, be flexible, and um, have that pride of owning and starting something from scratch. That sounds like a great way to, to build your career. Uh, so what unique skill sets do you think veterans bring to the entrepreneurial community that maybe you found in yourself or that you see um, in fellow business owners? 
So veterans, I think with starting a business, we're, we're already used to um, high amounts of stress, which starting from scratch can be very stressful. Um, we're used to dealing with a lot of bureaucracy, and I definitely saw that in just simple things that I thought would be simple is uh, like getting a space leased and getting it built out, um, the, the different process you had to go through, the different setbacks you had to face because of um, permits and licenses and various things like that. Um, we were well-versed in experiencing setbacks and just pushing through. Um, we're also used to having to being given a task and having to figure everything out about it on our own um, without a whole lot of guidance. Um, a lot of us have management experience. We're used to being in charge of people or product projects. So it, uh, I think all of that helps with starting a business and not not feeling as overwhelmed as some people would because we're used to dealing with frustrations and, and pushing through and figuring things out. Thanks for sharing that. That was very enlightening. Um, so what have the, been the best resources that you've found as, during your time as a business owner? And do you think there are any major gaps that should be filled? Uh, so there are definitely a lot of veteran resources that um, sometimes I wish I'd taken more adv- advantage of. Um, there was a Boots to Business program for veterans separating um, that gave you gave us an idea of what to expect when starting a business um, and different things like that. Um, I wish that people had talked to me more about the possibility of buying a business. Um, now that I work with Transworld, I realize that we spent probably about the same amount starting a business as we would have if we had bought a, an existing business that was already set up and it would have been a lot less stressful. Um, so while I love our business, I think it's a really interesting thought to put that same amount of money into a business and look more and at growing it and uh, expanding it versus just starting from the ground up. Thanks for sharing that. Do you have any advice for current or future business owners? When uh, my husband and I were first starting out, uh, everyone we talked to and asked for advice said, talked about cash flow. I didn't really understand what that meant <laughs> um, in the beginning, and we luckily kind of just happily, by a happy accident, ended up with good cash flow because of the way our, our loan and build-out was structured. Um, but I'd say definitely ask those questions of people. And if you don't understand what they're saying, ask them to explain it more. Um, for us, just it was just realizing that um, cash flow is not just about bringing money in, but it's having enough money in the bank where you don't have to worry every month about if you can pay your employees. You have a set um, amount of, you have a, like a, a reserve fund so that if you need to buy more inventory one month, even though you maybe didn't have the sales that you wanted, you can afford to do that and never have empty shelves. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for listing of the week. Everybody, it is listing of the week and we have a special guest. We have Eric Woodworth from Transworld Business Advisors of Chevy Chase. And again, we're talking about veteran uh, type businesses and uh, businesses that do business with the government. And uh, this one would be a good fit, I think, for a veteran. So welcome, Eric. And why don't you give us a little bit of information about this listing? Well, thanks so much, Andy. Really appreciate you having me on the show today. 
So this listing is in Maryland, right near Washington, D.C., an area where we've got a lot of veterans who work and who live and who buy businesses. And this is a perfect business for a veteran in the sense that it serves other veterans, specifically those who are disabled or aging and have mobility challenges and yet want to remain in their home and not go to some kind of retirement community or full-time rehab facility, et cetera. They can stay in their own apartment or their own house. They do that by hiring this, this business, our client who is engaged to retrofit homes, make them handicap accessible. So that could mean anything from chairlifts to help folks get upstairs when they can't do so anymore, or to go take a bath, take a shower, go to the bathroom, do right. all those things that we all want to do in our home. Right. So it sounds like a, a, a growing business, certainly a growing industry out there. And there's all kinds of new technologies and things for homes. And so, you know, and we were talking a little bit before we got on the phone and you were saying that this business had about $450,000 in sales, but that's kind of ancient history now, right? So, yeah, speaking of growth, I was just on the phone with the owner and he said, Eric, you know, we got to, we got to increase the price because our sales are up pretty dramatically year over year versus last year. We've, we've doubled and more because we recently picked up a contract with the District of Columbia to help elderly folks and disabled veterans in the district. Wow. That's great. So yeah, we, we often see that where listings kind of grow into their uh, sale price or even beyond it. So this sounds like a great opportunity and for someone to call you up. So Eric, what's the best way to get in touch with you? You can call me at 202-459-4554. Great. And they could always look you up on the web as well. Eric Absolutely. Woodworth. Edward, and uh, so thanks, Eric. Thanks for coming on today. Great listing. I appreciate it. Nice talking to you, Andy. Welcome back, everybody. And we have a great guest today. We have Justin Stuckert, who's the chair of the advisory council for Mission United. He's also a serial entrepreneur, obviously a vet who's helping other vets, uh, not only in business, but with Mission United. Uh, Mission United is near and dear to me because I am the chair of the uh, Broward County United Way this year. Uh, and next year. And uh, Mission United was kind of born from Broward County United Way. And so, and now it's expanding nationwide, but, uh, you know, Justin could tell us so much more about it. Justin, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we could talk about Mission United and opportunities out there for veterans. Sure. Thanks, Andy. Um, so I'm an 11-year Army veteran. I spent four years in the infantry and seven years as a recruiter, which is actually what brought me down here to beautiful South Florida. And I've uh, been down here about 10 years now. Wow. Great. And so you said you got out of the military twice. Why don't you tell us about that? Yep. Yeah. So I did, I joined right out of high school, um, you know, plans for college. I didn't have the mom and dad scholarship funds that a lot of my friends had. And so I decided I was going to join the military. My family all goes back in the military. I signed up for a four-year contract, which was the, the shortest one I could get to get the college benefits I wanted. Um, I did those four years. It was infantry. I deployed to Iraq in 2003, uh, right in the first year of the war. Wow. And then after my four years, I got out and I went back home. And I was out for two years total. And during that time, 
you know, before I got out, the, the Army tries to prepare you for the civilian, you know, transition into civilian life, living back in the community. And, but I was, again, I was 22. I had just gotten back from the year, about 15 months in combat. And I was a squad leader at the time. So I was leading other troops. And I knew that I didn't need anybody's help going back into the civilian world. And I knew that things were just going to be given to me and that with my skill set, people were going to throw jobs at me. So I kind of clicked, you know, next slide, next slide, next slide through all the training that they offered. And while I was out for those years, I never went to the VA. I never talked to any kind of veteran organization. Um, you know, I never really even mentioned that I was a veteran to anybody because I didn't, I guess, understand, you know, that that was important or that it mattered to anybody. Uh, then I went back in the Army. They offered me a job as a recruiter right in my hometown, which I couldn't turn down. And so I did that for seven more years. And after that time, I got out. I was already here in South Florida. I was a little bit older, and I'd been living in the community for that time. So I was a little bit more experienced about what the, the community really had to offer. And I was already involved with a couple veteran service organizations, Mission United being the biggest one. So I was volunteering with them, trying to help mentor some of the young vets. And it was a much different transition the second time. You know, much easier to navigate some of the services that are out there and you know, all the things that are offered to veterans. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's why Mission United was kind of born. We saw the need of tens of thousands of, and, and more, but tens of thousands coming home to Florida. Uh, and we wanted them to have a great transition, you know, from being in a much different world, obviously in combat, coming home and trying to get reacclimated. So, so why don't you talk a little bit about what Mission United does? Sure. Yeah, like you were saying, that's the, the reason it exists. Uh, the reason it was started. There, there are countless organizations out there helping veterans. Um, and it's, it's completely overwhelming and impossible to navigate to the average veteran. You know, they don't know where to look for what. You know, there's six different nonprofits just in our area helping veterans find employment. Mm. But each one really, you know, kind of specializes in one area. So Mission United came to existence as sort of a connecting tissue between all of them and a way to navigate it. So it's based on a case manager process. So the veteran will come in with any, any number of different issues that, you know, it could be just that, you know, I, I'm not able to pay my next month's rent or, you know, I need help understanding my benefits or whatever it is. And the case manager is able to really evaluate the situation and figure out what's, what's causing, you know, if there are any other issues or what's maybe causing it. If they came in because they're getting evicted, that's absolutely the housing situation is something that we need to help them with. But there's a reason, you know, they're, they don't have enough money, obviously, to pay their bills. And so, you know, we maybe need to find them a better job or teach them money management skills or something along those lines. Right. And it's, it's really what we've kind of specialized and gotten really good at. It's finding the organizations that are doing, that are providing services really well and helping them be better. So it's kind of United Way's model and they find who's helping the community a lot and they fund them or, you know, assist them, counsel them to have an even bigger impact. And then where we found there were needs for veterans in the area that nobody was servicing, then Mission United started to actually try to provide those services or create those services for them. Yeah, that, it's great work. And one of the things that I th saw early in the days were that the veterans were really being underutilized. I remember a security guard, you know, having nuclear uh, background being on a, a nuclear submarine 
and he was a local, you know, security guard. And they're like, wait, we need security guards and we need people in the nuclear power plant. You know, this person's perfectly and got them a much better job. So I see them connecting the dots of veterans, you know, being underutilized. So there's so many opportunities, you know, so many opportunities. And obviously, you know, we talk about buying and selling in businesses and you're a serial entrepreneur. Why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, veterans getting into business? Yeah. And and, Andy, that's one of the biggest things that I actually do. So I have a consulting company and I help civilian companies recruit, retain, and really capitalize on veterans as employees. Um, And the the issues are there's plenty of job openings out there um, and skilled labor, um, you know, and good paying career type jobs. And there's plenty of veterans out there that qualify for the jobs and have the skill set. A lot of them even experience specifically in that field. The challenge is that the two entities don't know how to talk to each other. Right. So the, the employers will you know, write a job description that says certain things that the veteran may not be familiar with. And the veteran has a lot of skill sets that we don't even know are marketable or that matter to the civilian world, like, you know, strategic planning or risk assessments or, you know, long term planning. And because we're trained to do that from day one. So everybody that I know while I'm in the military, every single one of my peers is all really, really good at those things. So when we get out, we assume that everybody's really good at those things. And why would I put that on a resume if everybody's really good at it? And lo and behold, that's some of the stuff that is the only thing that a lot of employers care about. And so that, that disconnect is really uh, a challenge for a lot of people. The companies that figure it out and they figure out how to translate a veteran's resume or the veterans that learn how to you know, translate their own resume become very successful. I mean, it's the same thing in business, like you said, you know, with entrepreneurship, um, you know, either corporate entrepreneurship or, you know, individual starting their own business kind of entrepreneurship, veterans are stellar. And, you know, time and time again, you, you see all kinds of success stories come out of veterans because I believe some of the reasons, you know, is like resiliency. Um, we're, we're taught resiliency, not only in a classroom setting, but hands-on, you know, we have to practice resiliency pretty regularly, being deployed and away from families and combat situations. And then when we get back to the civilian world and we're, we're looking at business challenges or, you know, whatever it may be here, it's not as, it's not a crisis to us. You know, it's not that we're going to, we just deal with it. We get through it and we continue on. Uh, whereas some other people in the market or in the community, you know, it's a, it's a huge panic. If they've been working on a deal for three months and all of a sudden it falls through, a lot of people just don't know how to deal with that. But for a vet, they'll, the very next minute, just start working on another project. And that does wonders in the entrepreneurial world for them. Yeah. I, you know, I, what's important to me as an employer is people are trustworthy. Uh, they could get things done. They're cool. You know, they're cool under pressure, or if something changes, they can adapt all the things that, you know, veterans are great at. And you, right. so, so, so talk a little bit about, you know, veterans getting into business, what the opportunities are. I mean, I know franchisors love uh, veterans. We talked a little bit about that. Uh, there are some loan programs available to veterans. Uh, uh, you have an ability to connect people with the federal government, uh, getting contracts. Yep. Yeah, there's, I tell people all the time, there's no better time in history than 2019 to be a veteran in the United States of America. 
Um, there's so many opportunities out there that, again, it's hard to navigate. It's hard to even fathom everything that's out there. But it's And it's the same in the business world. Um, there are a lot of franchise companies out there that really try to find veterans. I've even had people reach out to me to, to give away a franchise to a veteran. Um, yeah, and, a, lot, a lot of them have discounts. Absolutely. Uh, phenomenal opportunities out there. And then, with, you know, again, my focus or a lot of what I spend my time on is the federal government or even state local governments and selling to them. So a lot of government contracting. And there's a lot of huge opportunities in there where the, the government actually sets aside a certain percentage of their spending specifically for veteran-owned businesses. Um, so I help teach veterans kind of how to get into that, how to capitalize on some of that, how to be more, you know, how to be uh, competitive in those areas. Yeah. And we talk, we talk about it here at Trends World, the people buying businesses that aren't veteran owned and turning them into veteran owned and being able to obviously build them. Uh, and, you know, sometimes buying a business that's ongoing is a lot easier than starting one up from scratch. So absolutely. Yeah. And even like joint ventures, um, you see a lot of that in, in federal contracting so that they, the joint venture is then a veteran owned entity, but it has the capabilities of the existing larger company. You know, that's pretty popular. Yeah, we've seen a lot of that as well. So, um, all great information. If if you know if there's a veteran out there, you know what's kind of their first stop. Let's let's give them that information. Sure. So I, I would love for them to reach out to Mission United and and just kind of collect information and know that they exist. That's our biggest challenge with Mission United. We've been around about six years. Is just the awareness piece. So right. typically, people don't know that we exist until they're having a crisis. And then somebody says, oh, you're a veteran, you need to call these guys. And we are phenomenal at handling crisis. And we have a lot of different programs and you know relationships in the community to help with those things. But it's so much easier and, and such less of a hit on the pride sometimes if we can talk to them six months before the crisis. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, so that that's the biggest thing is if they just knew that we were there, if they knew, you know, even if you just had questions or wanted advice or just wanted to network with other veterans, um, that's a really good first place to connect. Um, obviously, they're also always welcome to reach out to me. I run a couple larger social groups of veterans here in South Florida. We have a couple thousand vets at a time in some of those groups, and we do a lot of meetups and stuff. Um, you know, there's no rapport or community quite like the veteran community, and so it's it's really nice and comforting a lot of times just to hang out with other vets and understand that everybody's kind of going through the same things and doing the same transition. And so what's a lot of, yeah, I agree. It's so valuable. So how best could they get in touch with you if they want to get in touch with you? Is, you want to get, put that out there? Sure. So they can always go on my website. Um, it's golden chariot, LLC.com. Um, they can also email me justin at golden chariot, LLC.com. Um, you know, for Mission United, uh, at least down here in South Florida, you know, 954 United, or they can just look up Mission United, missionunited.com, uh, or Mission United of Broward County, and all of that will eventually hopefully link back to me. Yeah. And I think how many Mission Uniteds are there across the United States now? I believe we're at 23 right yeah. now. And we have another six or seven kind of in the process. Uh, we just started expanding about two years ago. So real exciting, real rapid. Yeah, it's, uh, we have seven in the state of Florida, which is awesome. That is great. In Florida, yeah, Florida is certainly a, a place where people repatriate to. So 
Uh, Justin, thank you so much, number one, for your service. Number two, for all the good work you do for our veterans, obviously. Like you said, uh, 2019 couldn't be a better time to be a veteran. Uh, we, we, we all want to help uh, and, uh, you know, do our part and make sure they're successful. And so thanks so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Anytime, Andy. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcasting app and leave us a review. If you have questions or suggestions for the show, visit us at tworld slash the deal board or email us at the deal board at tworld.com. Life's soundtrack can feel a bit like, but you can still change the station. With Delta Airlines, you can turn your soundtrack into a global chorus. Delta, keep climbing. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.